All right, welcome back to uh, episode six of Ars Cryptoctica. Tonight we have a special guest, uh, Brian from the Uptech Project. Thank you very much for joining us, Brian. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm ready to talk with you. I'm excited because I've heard you talk before, but it's always, uh, you don't have that much time allotted to uh, to talk. So hopefully tonight you can relax and just uh, really get into the Uptech Project. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a, a relaxing time right now. So it's let's get started. Okay. So how about your background? You have quite an IT background. Uh, what What do you want people to know about your background? Actually, I, I'm a... I can call myself an internet veteran. Uh, so I, I I started my career in late nineties uh, in Silicon Valley. So that was the first, uh, early stage of uh, internet stuff. So I I started a company called Rival Watch uh, in late ninety. It's a nineteen ninety nine in Silicon Valley. So it's an internet data uh, analysis company. So actually, like Amazon, those uh, e-commerce sites were our customers. So um, after several years, uh, so I uh, went back to China to start another uh, business called uh, LinkedIn with my partners. So it, it is a service, uh, wireless value-added service company in China. So at that time, just you remember early days, people use uh, short messages to vote, right? Just like uh, American Idol in, in, in US. So we have a super girl show in China. So we participated that, uh, that, that, that one. So it's pretty phenomenal in, in China. So everybody grabbed a cell phone to vote for their uh, favorite uh, stars. So, so and uh, that one actually luckily went to NASDAQ quickly because of the market momentum. And uh, after that, I started another company with uh, my, uh, also my colleagues uh, in, in China. So it's a healthcare management company. So yeah, so I, I just keep doing things. So uh, during the gap between that startup and my current startup, I worked for Microsoft uh, MSN China. So it's a Microsoft internet service, uh, well, uh, localization and the product operation uh, branch in China. So, so after that, I, I started my own company called Star Media in Shanghai. So focusing on the social media marketing. So in the past uh, four years, we started uh, our new venture in blockchain business. Uh, the reason we try to do that is uh, we just feel, okay, Web 3.0 is coming. So because, you know, in the current uh, internet web space, all platforms are the monopoly, right? They're controlled by uh, big names. So all people, uh, they don't have their freedom to manage their own data and monetize their own data in that platform. So that's the purpose. We try to do something in Web 3.0 era. The blockchain technology provide a very good uh, technology infrastructure to enable us to do something in this space. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why we are here. So today, probably we're going to talk about the Optic project. It is the, well, uh, uh, the, the, the project we started in late 2018. 
So it has uh, about four years ex- uh, well uh, history. So we try to commercialize it this year. Yeah, that, that's my brief background. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So you've been working on the Uptech project for about four years, yeah? But it was just this last year you tried to monetize it. Yes. Well, what does the, what does the name refer to? Tick is Ticket? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, 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 you guessed the, that way. That's right. So in late uh, 18th, that uh, was the early stage of uh, NFT. I would say uh, mo- most people uh, know uh, the CryptoKitty, right? And the ERC721 standard uh, born uh, during that time. So we were thinking about to use NFT to solve the ticket market the problem globally. Uh, because uh, that's the best way to represent a unique ticket especially for those uh, live show, right? So it's a very, uh, with, with a scarcity. So uh, we want to minimize the middleman and uh, well, connect the performer and the buyer fans and the organizer together. So that was the original name came from. So yeah, they're including some ticket, the ticket. So uh, we'll just play on the world. So we also uh, mean to represent an uptick in positive change in the space. And also we think this applies to any product we try to release, not just tickets. So basically we're looking for, uh, looking to create an uptick of positive change wherever we focus is, right? Leaving the old world behind and do our part to contribute to the paradigm shift that is the decentralization. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the history of this uh, name. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's cool. I, I was looking at uh, the website. I guess Uptick is mainly an app, but you do have a website that people can go to to download the, the app. And on that website, there's a picture of a smartphone with a bunch of logos uh, I can understand most of the logos, but other than ticketing, what else currently is available and what, what do you have planned for the future? Yeah, you, you, you find the right picture over there. Yeah, that implies our roadmap, basically. Uh, so currently, as you can see in the Optic app, you, you can play with uh, the pictures, right? So we call it the digital collectible cards. So basically, we cover two types of uh, uh, NFT. In, in Optic right now. So one is called a collectible NFT. It's a digital collectible cards. The second part is a functional NFT. It's a e-ticket. But in that uh, picture, you can see we're going to expand to more uh, vertical categories. So currently, like a, it's a picture-related stuff. And then we will enable uh, the music, the sound-related stuff. So sound NFT. And then we, we, were, we were also expand to the video clip uh, NFT, uh, including the e- ebook and uh, a lot of stuff. So basically, you know, all these uh, items has the uh, common attributes. They, are belong, uh, they, they belong to the creative community, right? So whoever create uh, stuff like a picture, uh, a special music, uh, a video, uh, or even writer to write an ebook. 
So they need to have the ownership confirmed in the first place in the blockchain. So that's why we call it a creative economy. So we are in the early stage of this kind of creative economy. So as you can see in the past half year, the whole world is, uh, I would say, pretty crazy about crypto art. So that's uh, a, a typical product uh, of the creative community. So that's why, so in that picture, you can see a roadmap. We want to cover all type of uh, creative works, uh, no matter it's a picture to the multimedia rich content. So yeah, that, that's the purpose we, we, we build Optic for. One of the icons looks like there's a there's a guy with a heart. Is, are, do you have something healthcare related planned? Uh, well, so it's not really healthcare related, but uh, it can be basically uh, we that implies the fence economy. So basically, you 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 like uh, someone, you like your artist, you like uh, you follow your movie stars, a- actors. So that's means something you like. So that's the fence economy we imply. I see. I, I haven't heard too much talk about it recently, but I thought a while ago I heard people saying that NFTs were going to be used for like tokenization of uh, stocks or proving ownership of real estate or even like for ID purposes. But I haven't heard much about it in the last, well, since everybody has been talking about the digital art. Is that something in the pipeline or is that totally different? Well, of course, uh, we, we, uh, that exactly we try to do, you know, currently a lot of people feel NFT equals to crypto art, but that's not true, right? So crypto art is, uh, I would say, pioneer category in the NFT space, but it's just a small categories. So uh, there's a lot of stuff we can do. Basically NFT, right, means a non-fungible token. Uh, we can use this kind of format to tokenize everything, basically, no matter it's a digital native or something can map to our real world. So basically it's a, a certificate you can see, right? So it's a unique certificate represent some property rights. So it can be a ID, uh, it's an ownership, it's a receipt, it's a ticket, uh, whatever you, you, you can name it. So. I think right now uh, people already started to explore more usage space uh, of NFT other than crypto art. So that's also something we try to do, you know, uh, because we are uh, building this uh, mobile platform. It's not a typical uh, platform for artwork, but it's a good platform for, uh, for the digital collectible cards. It can be sports cards. It can be uh, a restaurant membership card. Uh, it can be a e-ticket, right? It can be something like that uh, from the designer or, for, or including the music or video I, I, I mentioned earlier. So uh, there's a lot of format that can be tokenized into NFT format, including the domain name. Uh, so domain name is a one special category that, that can be used by NFT format uh, very, very well. So actually, we are going to add it into Optic very soon. 
Can you briefly get into that? I've been following the unstoppable domains. You know, they, they have quite a bit of marketing. Mm. Is it something like that or is it? Yeah, it's something like that. So, you know, in, in the blockchain space, you, 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 you also need to have a, a short name, right? Or a, a alias name to represent a long address. Just like in Ethereum, they have an ENS, a Ethereum name service. Basically, it's like a, a subdomain. Is for example Ethereum dot something. So uh, with this name, it uh, it's an NFT. So inside this NFT, there's a lot of metadata attributes we can set it up. For example, it can include your BTC address, your ETH address, or any information we can put into that. So in the future, so this is a unique name in a certain uh, blockchain economy. Right. So whenever I, I type, for example, if, if I type John, I will send something, a token to you. I don't need to remember anything about the long name, uh, long address. So and also this this kind of name, just like our, our traditional domain name dot com. So it's really unique. Right. So once you have it, nobody else can have it. So it's uh, unique. It's a uh, it's with a very absolute scarcity. So then it has a huge value to trade in the secondhand market. Yeah, that's a typical NFT we can play with. How far away is that? Is that coming out soon? Well, it's already in the market. Actually, uh, uh, we actually built a similar marketplace last year in a Ethereum technology. We already have it in place. It's a domain name exchange center <laughs> so actually you know uh, probably when we had time we were going to integrate into optic to add uh, this uh, vertical category i was checking your some of your materials and uh one line i wanted to get more information about is uh optic protocol works with most layer one blockchains which have nft support can you give some examples of that or explain more uh, first, uh, let me explain the architecture of this Optic project. So, uh, so currently, you 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 can see it's like a mobile app, right? So it's uh, in application level, it's an application, but that uh, uh, just like it's a uh, iceberg above the water surface. So there is a there's a strong supporting infrastructure uh, underlying. Uh, so that's why we have three layers of uh, uh, this uh, project. The top layer is the application layer. The middle layer is we call it Optic Project, uh, Optic Protocol. Basically, Optic Protocol is a, a business uh, level NFT infrastructure contains everything. For example, how to manage the digital asset of an NFT digital asset how to package the scenarios, uh, different scenarios, for example, ticket, uh, for example, membership and uh, crypto art. So they are all different attributes uh, in different categories. And also we, we, we also include uh, the storage hub because you know, there's off-chain data represent a specific picture, picture of an NFT. It should be stored in some place uh, very securely. So we connect to different uh, storage providers, including something we built by ourselves. So it's a storage hub connectors. 
of course, there's a token economy uh, model. So we can build incentive and also governance model uh, to build around this, uh, uh, well, uh, NFT economy. So there's a lot of stuff we, we package them into a optic up, uh, protocol. So this, this actually simplify the developer uh, in the application level. They don't need to understand anything about blockchain. They just use their regular tools and the code APIs from the optic protocol to build their, well, NFT application. So beneath this uh, optic protocol is a layer one blockchain. So that's uh, just like a Cosmos hub, Iris hub, Ethereum, uh, and, and the coming uh, Polkadot, Kusama. So all these we call it layer one technology. It's a base uh, infrastructure of uh, blockchain. So we are not going to build such layer one by ourselves. We want to focus on the protocol level and the application level. That's why we call it, we want to be friendly to all kind of a layer one blockchain because we want to uh, use them to, to run our protocol and the application. So in the layer one, uh, you can see we are currently running our protocol on Iris Hub, which is a well in the Cosmos ecosystem. At the same time, we also want to build the connector to uh, Ethereum, because in the future we believe that the dig digital asset, uh, NFT digital asset, should be transferable and interoperable between different blockchain economy. It should not be just in single blockchain and a single economy. Yeah, that's our architecture here. That's great. Any idea how much longer before it becomes a bit more interoperable? Is that like years away or? Yeah, I think in, in next six to 12 months, the, the, there's a lot of, uh, well, great things will happen. Uh, in our roadmap, uh, probably in Q3 of this year, you will see the first NFT asset can be transferred between Cosmos Hub and Iris Hub, uh, basically in the Cosmos uh, ecosystem. So because we are working closely with the IrisNet team, which is also a key contributor to the Cosmos SDK, Tendermint uh, engine. So uh, we are working together. They are building the lower level stuff uh, and we are using that to build our protocol and the application. So yeah, you, by end of the year, you can see uh, the, the asset will be transferable and interoperable. At the same time, we are going to build a bridge, connect to the Ethereum uh, or any other blockchain who is using the Ethereum technology. So yeah, we, we, I think by end of the year, you can see some, something like this. Uh, in our application. I'm trying to envision it. So would it be like some sort of aggregator pulling NFTs off of, you know, different different platforms or would people take something from the app, the Uptick app, and then they'd have to send it to some sort of like coin swap exchange to do the interoperability? What you guess is uh, right. So uh, that's one uh, strong use case we, we need to build, which is the aggregation. And also, well, uh, basically we want to uh, basically transfer the NFT asset 
into different blockchain economy. Uh, and also we try to grab the data from different blockchains to just like a total dashboard to see the, the, the status of the different uh, NFT assets, aggregate everything into one place, uh, into one application. At the same time, we also want to build the capacity to, uh, to just one click launch or publish to, to multiple blockchain economy. If, for example, if you want to publish a digital collectible cards, not only on the Cosmos Hub, Iris Hub, but also on Ethereum. So we want to provide a very simple and easy to use uh, tools and utilities, help user to do that in one click. Uh, because by doing that aggregation, and so we can also uh, help the NFT asset to share the global liquidity, right? So because for, for example, I can create my uh, NFT ticket uh, in Iris Hub because it's uh, the performance and the, the gas cost is very low. But at the same time, I want to transfer to, for example, OpenSea. There, there are more people, more traffic over there. So I can maybe sell, it, sell with a better price. So in the future, I, in my vision is NFT asset should be able to flow into the different economy, which can maximize its value. Why don't more people know about the Uptick project? Are you holding back on the marketing or it's not a priority right now? It sounds amazing. Yeah, we are getting started. In most projects, uh, they, they're making big voice in the market even before they have the product, right? So, <laughs> so that's, that's the typical blockchain project. Uh, but in our case, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we already have three to four years history of this project. So we try to really incubate it uh, and make it be a business ready app and launch it to the market. In fact, we, we launched uh, the first public beta version in early March of this year. We want to see the uh, response from the community, but at the same time, we know uh, no matter how, how good we build this application right now, there's still a gap between the, well, massive adoption and the usability part. That's why we are not uh, in a very hurry to uh, promote to the uh, massive uh, general public because we know there are some limitations here. For example, uh, for the token part. So we want user for public chain version of the Optic, we want everybody with any token can place order in Optic. So that's why we are building something like a token swap behind the scene. So before that's ready, so we don't want to rush to the market uh, and to well, give people the wrong expectation. Uh, but you are right, we, we need to speed up the marketing efforts. So, you know, we, I put it in several stages. Uh, from March to now, it's more like a cold start in the community. We work with our community to test it out, to find the core users typical users and also optimize the application to, for example, in the current application where we don't really categorize all the contents. We want to see how it grows, what type of contents, no matter it's from artist, designer or somebody else, maybe it's just a photographer. 
photographers. So we are still tuning this uh, uh, application into the best situation right now. Uh, so, but from now on, uh, in, in June, we are going to launch several typical type of uh, marketing campaign. For example, we were going to launch a uh, Maya story uh, in the middle of June. So, which is a very famous Mexican restaurant in Shanghai. I work with the owner, Miguel, together. So we are building the uh, NFT membership card. At the same time, we're building the uh, in-store, in-restaurant events ticket because there's a lot of meetup, uh, gathering party over there. So, and we try to link this kind of membership card and uh, the event ticket together. So that is something we're trying to build the use cases, typical use cases. This will be our second round of a global marketing material. Uh, and then we were going to open up to the general public. Yeah, so we have a three-step approach. Uh, maybe we are pretty conservative in, in your view, but I think that's the best way to uh, deliver to the market and with the right expectation, especially we, we're not just targeting at a crypto community. We want to target at a general public. So based on my experience in the past, a good internet uh, application should go this way. It will be very solid and it will be sustainable. With the Maya Mexican restaurant, I'm curious what, what, the, what the owner wants to achieve. It's, it's just a membership to get discounts or it's like a point card or you can't, you can't say too much right now? Uh, I, can, I can share some uh, right now. So yeah, it, it starts from the membership card. Uh, and uh, of course, with membership card, there will be points associated with that. Uh, but in general, so maybe on the surface, you don't see big difference, right? Uh, from this card and that centralized system membership card. So, so that's not the real purpose. We, 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 we try to just kind of reinvent the wheel, right? <laughs> to, to play with the, the same use case. The real focus is uh, by using such NFT card and the events and the coupon and the points, we are building a decentralized CRM uh, and testing it with, uh, with the merchants, with the stores. You know, in the current uh, Web 2.0 space, uh, all these are kind of a service e-commerce or whatever, uh, it's controlled by the central platform. Uh, the CRM, Customer Relationship Management, or in, in the entertainment world, it's a fans economy, a fans relationship. So we are trying to use this uh, D app to rebuild such a uh, CRM, uh, which is a decentralized CRM, which means the store owner can have direct control on their customer base, on their fans base. They have a di direct connection direct messaging um, capability. So it's not controlled by the platform. It's all, all on the blockchain on uh, uh, in the protocol level. Yeah, that's the purpose to do that. Speaking of points, uh, I use the Uptick app a lot. And uh, I guess a month or six weeks ago, you introduced a, a point or reward system. Uh, could you explain a little bit about that, how, how it's going and uh, 
plans how that'll be used in the future? Oh, sure. The point system is a, you can compare it with the token economy model we try to build. Because currently we're not issuing the uh, token yet. So that's why we build a point system instead uh, to let user to participate. For example, the point system is the basically the incentive system for the user. Uh, when you try to mint a NFT asset uh, and list it in the marketplace, or you make purchase, or you resell it in the secondhand market. So all these uh, activities means you are making contribution to the this uh, decentralized platform. So then we will give you some points, uh, which is quantified by the, your con contribution. So, uh, and you can imagine maybe in one or two months when we really issue the token, which is public tradable token, uh, all these points can be replaced by those tokens. Just like well, last year, Uniswap, right? If you remember DeFi and Uniswap, uh, the first uh, round, they don't issue any token. They just let you to you call the smart contract to make the trade uh, exchange swap. But after a while, uh, all the activities actually are already recorded on the blockchain. So they can easily airdrop the uni token to you, which is also uh, considered as a big uh, rewards to the early contributors. So that's why we would build this point system no matter the token is ready or not. On the other side, you know, uh, we want to make sure this Optic platform, Optic application can, can, can be used in all market, all regions in the world, right? So that means in some regulated region, maybe they are not allowed to uh, use a virtual cryptocurrency to make purchase or to do the incentive. At the same time, well, we just use a point system to replace that mechanism. So that will be useful for the regulated market. So basically the point system and the token economy are the same in our mind. So we use it to give people incentive and also uh, people can use it as a governance tool, right, to do the uh, DAO type of uh, community governance. Yeah, so that's the purpose of the token system and the point system. That's super clear. So I've used the Uptick app quite a bit. It's lightning fast. It's really cheap to use. You know, there's no huge Ethereum gas fees. Uh, but I was thinking the other day, how do, how do you guys make money? Is it a commission or... What's the business model? Mm, yeah, so basically this uh, platform, we, 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 we make money from commission. So currently, as you can see in the application, uh, there's a first-hand market and also second-hand market. Uh, in the first-hand market, the platform will take a 10% cut as a platform service uh, commission. Uh, so in the second-hand market, the platform will take 2.5% and also take 7.5% back to original content creators. So yeah, that's the business model we're running right now. And of course, uh, the, the, the percentage, the number of uh, such percentage will be 
uh, well optimizable. Uh, that's why we have this uh, token and governance model uh, building the application. So people in the future, the community can vote for the optimized parameters, right? <laughs> the numbers for this uh, uh, profit share or commission cut. I was wondering if you had any comments as to why you chose to use to use IrisNet from the beginning. Is it because it's it's better than everything else, or you had some relationship with the team, or is there anything you have to say about starting up with IrisNet so early? Yeah, of course. So uh, IrisNet, uh, I would say the whole Cosmos <laughs> ecosystem they're very low profile in, in, in the market. So IrisNet is one of the key contributor uh, to the Cosmos ecosystem. I know their founder Harriet very well. So we are actually from uh, the same university. So so I I trust they are building very solid uh, technology in Cosmos ecosystem. Actually, their their team is a key contributor to the Tendermint team. So which is the very well fundamental part of the Cosmos ecosystem. That, that's something I'm looking for, to have a very solid layer one uh, infrastructure to support the business I want to run. So that's the uh, original motivation to walk, talk to them and work with them. Uh, on, on the other hand, they also find uh, our value because uh, you, they, they saw we have almost a business ready application try to run the business. That's something they're really looking for because you know all the layer one blockchain and project they're looking for uh, to grow to ecosystem, right? So uh, I don't think people are looking for some, some just uh, stuff for the public demo. They want to see the real business running on top of that. That's also our target. So that's something bring us together. At the same time, you know, IrisNet, uh, because they are the key contributor to the Cosmos uh, ecosystem, they, last year, they built the first NFT module in the infrastructure level. You know, that's the first NFT module in Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, so that's why our Optic is the first application on, running on top of this uh, NFT module. So. I would say that's probably the, the only one and the first one in the Cosmos ecosystem. So in the future, uh, the, another key value we want to looking for is uh, IBC, which is, is called inter-blockchain communication. This is the key feature of Cosmos, uh, well, infrastructure, right? Cosmos claim uh, and their vision is to build the internet of blockchain which is uh, interoperable, intertransferable uh, between different uh, blockchain economies. The key part is the IBC, inter-blockchain communication. So that's why we also like to work with IrisNet to be the first user of this uh, technology. That's why I say probably by Q3 of this year, you can see the first NFT asset transferred through IBC in Cosmos and IrisNet uh, ecosystem. And another one is uh, uh, we work with uh, IrisNet together to in a uh, well, global organization called interNFT.org. Uh, this organization is a 
well, a, a community from a, a different public chain team, especially from Cosmos team. They are building the data standard for the NFT metadata because uh, metadata is the place to describe the attributes of this NFT asset. It can be a show ticket. It can be a membership card. It can be a collectible uh, stuff. So without standard, it's difficult to uh, transfer the set asset to another, say, wallet or application and be recognized over there. So that's why it's really important. We're looking for the solid layer one and technology. We're looking for the forward thinking, right? Uh, inter-transferable, interoperable uh, technology. At the same time, we want to contribute and work with the standard organization to make sure the digital assets can be standardized and last forever in the future. Yeah, that's the story with the IrisNet. Yeah, I knew Uptick was going to be big, but you're blowing my mind. It's and at the beginning of this interview, you mentioned Polkadot too, right? So at some point, that'll be all interoperable with Cosmos and. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's really my vision and my dream. Uh, so uh, we will start from uh, make it uh, inter-transferable, operable in Cosmos uh, technology-powered uh, system first. At the same time, we are going to build a bridge to the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, of course, the Polkadot is a, a also my major focus because they're not ready yet, right? So they're going to uh, probably launch by later this year uh, when, when they open up to the parallel chain uh, auctions. So because we are running the business class uh, application, we are serving the real business. So that's why we are not uh, rushed to, 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 to into that yet. We want to see it be established. Then we can step in and connect to that because we are also evaluating like the XCMP, right? It, it is the inter-chain uh, inter protocol of uh, Polkadot. So in the future, I think all these uh, stuff in the protocol level can, can be connected, can be interoperated. So that's my purpose. Uh, I think uh, if you consider Optic, uh, maybe after three or five years, it can be a super Amazon store. Right with all kind of uh, NFT asset, but but behind it, it might come from different blockchain economy, so it can connect to different economy uh, blockchain economy. At the same time, users should have the freedom to move their asset into uh, between different uh, well blockchain economy uh, to the place wh wherever they want to store their assets or they want to use their assets. Yeah, that's my my dream. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm a big Amazon fan. I mean, at least I can get cheap stuff delivered quickly. And I like the way they organize, you know, how to find things on there. You said uptick is still kind of evolving on how to classify things, but when it gets to Amazon size, you'll have to have a system like them, I guess, right? Mm. Yeah, so, you know, compared to Amazon, so uh, I always tell a story to, to my friends or my partners say, uh, if, we, if we shoot back 20 years, right, back to, to the late, late 90s, that was the starting phase of Amazon. At that time, what do we have? We, we have books, 
we have CDs. Those are very standard items uh, in Amazon uh, e-commerce site. Uh, the reason we have that at that time is uh, infrastructure is not really ready for, for more complicated uh, assets. Right? At the same time, even the payment system is not ready. So a lot of things are go moving on in parallel. But after 10 or 20 years, what you see uh, in Amazon, they have everything, right? They have uh, all the different categories. Uh, and also they have even AWS opened up to the public because they, they, their infrastructure is evolving very quickly. So I think from now on, we can see the same trend, same pattern uh, for this uh, Web3.0 uh, decentralized application and infrastructure uh, progress. But it might be involving, evolving very fast. More, we don't need 20 years, maybe three to five years, we can see the uh, basic shape of the next generation of a decentralized commerce infrastructure. One thing I wanted to ask you about was why you were so focused on the uh, the the mobile native app. I think it's a great idea, but I haven't heard any other mm. people, you know, expressing how, mm. how important it is compared to uptick. Well, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a very good question. So do, the reason I'm really focusing on mobile first is uh, we really want to target at general public. Uh, and also make it very user friendly. You know, currently you 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 mean you maybe you don't have a PC, right? You don't have a Mac, but you you must have a cell phone in your hand. So and the smartphone is like a standard uh, equipment of everybody. So most people use it to do a lot of stuff. Uh, so we need to have this uh, terminal first. Uh, at the same time, you know. Uh, the difference between Arctic NFT and other NFT, or I would say most other NFT are still focusing on crypto art, very detailed crypto art domain. By doing the art, they need to have a, a better, uh, I would say, terminals to display it, right? to uh, make the visual effect, uh, to have the high definition, high resolution stuff uh, available. But on the mobile, we are not uh, running the typical crypto art, but we are open up to the de design community, musician, uh, or any type of creators. And we believe everybody is a creator, right? creative person, no matter uh, in which space. Even when you take pictures, right? you are a photographer to capture special moment. Uh, and also on the cell phone, because you are bringing it with you. It's an on-the-go scenario. Any time, any moment, you can capture it and publish it uh, to the Arctic marketplace or even just uh, publish to your own collect collection uh, wallet. So just imagine, some, actually some people in our community said, oh, this looks like a decentralized Instagram at this moment because it's not limited to the content and it's not limited who can be the publisher. Everybody can participate. That's why we're doing this uh, to see approach, to, to consumer approach. That's the only way I think we can 
acquire massive uh, users and make it uh, visible to general public. You know, in the current uh, NFT or even blockchain application space, people are all looking for the real application can penetrate into general public. It's not just a toy or a very limited usage uh, application in the crypto community. So there is a war between the crypto community and the general public. So we want to break it. I think the mobile first approach is the best way to try it out. Of course, we want to build a website, a web version as well, but it's a second priority right now. But we will build it. You will see it very soon. I tried to introduce some friends, some, some artist friends, analog artist friends to uh, Uptick. And they, they were interested. Uh, they're a bit skeptical. They don't, they don't have any cryptocurrency. And, but um, in the end, the, what should I say? The, the obstacle was buying Iris. So that, you know, of course they have smartphones and it's really easy to use the app, but try, try to you know, instruct them how to buy Iris in order to mint stuff on the app. It was just too big of an mm-hmm. obstacle. And I ended up having to help them out or they just said no. Yeah, I agree. So are they going to be able to buy it on the app pretty soon? Yeah, I, I, I agree. So uh, currently, we don't offer the direct buy Iris capability, but we will refer people to some place they can buy. Uh, and uh, one thing probably you, you, you see or, or, or don't know yet. So there's a, a DEX, a decentralized exchange uh, tool available in Cosmos ecosystem right now, which is called Gravity Dex. And also, and also Iris uh, uh, Net, they also launched a coin swap uh, tool. So we will try to talk to them and integrate them into an optic wallet. Uh, so that's the way to expand uh, to more token holders, not just only Iris token holders. That's the first step. The second step is uh, we are actually work with some uh, token swap uh, project, pretty mature project uh, in Silicon Valley. So in that way, uh, any people with any token, they can directly purchase order in Arctic. So behind the scene, we will do the token swap, token exchange that probably is uh, invisible uh, to the user. So in that way, it will cover almost all type of uh, people who ever own their own tokens. And uh, that, that's not enough. So as I mentioned earlier, so in some regulated market, we also want to offer them the fiat gateway payment. Just like uh, three days ago, we launched a consortium blockchain version on BSN in China. So uh, people can still uh, buy and uh, trade NFT uh, asset, just uh, collect all cards and uh, take it. But on, on top of the uh, market, they use fiat to pay it. So that's a very regulated market. So we can do that uh, without any hurdle by using virtual crypto tokens. So basically we want to make sure in the future, like the po- payment module of Optic. Uh, can provide all kinds of options to the users. And also the application can uh, basically turn on, turn off 
different options based on the regulation of the target market. It's moving quickly, moving quickly. Uh, that's about all the questions I have for you, Brian. I, I was going to ask if you know people want to invest in the project, or if you're looking for investors, or if you have a message to to people who want to try out the app. Or did, did I miss anything? Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, maybe I can talk about the investor part. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I would say. Uh, this is the leak of the news to you in the first place. <laughs> uh, probably, probably in two days, we will make an announcement to the market. So we just closed first round of uh, in, uh, fundraising uh, by last weekend. So we have uh, got a very strong support from uh, five very, well, I would say, pretty reputable institution investors. The first one is uh, uh, called the Japan Rock, which is a crypto uh, partner fund uh, from the Japan Dragon, which is uh, well, a pretty famous uh, fund from Silicon Valley. Can you say that name again? Draco? Uh, the, uh, well, the, called the Dragon Rock. Yeah, Dragon. So the second one is uh, Tandem Interventures. Well, from the name, you know, it's very mm -hmm. strategic investment from Cosmos ecosystem, Tandem Interventure. Mm -hmm. And this, the third one is uh, SNZ. SNZ is a very, I would say, famous uh, crypto investment fund uh, globally, and also especially in, in China. They, they, they've invested almost all uh, famous project in the past four or five years. So we, we get their strong support. And the fourth one is the Iris Foundation. Of course, by default, they, they support us. Mm -hmm. They want to grow, uh, grow with us together. And uh, we also have a, a good, uh, well, investment from a pre-angel fund, which is a very oh. famous uh, fund in, in China. So it covers a lot of uh, early stage angel investors. And uh, the reason we choose them is uh, it's not just for money, but also the wide connection to the, all the projects they invested can be our future eco ecosystem partners. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the five uh, uh, investment uh, fund we, we just secured. Congratulations. Nice, nice. So with, with that, what's, what's the plan? What are you going to do with, with all those investors' support? Just build more stuff or? Well, of course, uh, it will help us to make our project uh, product development team more solid. As, uh, as, as I mentioned, it will, uh, like we, we really want to have the web version as well. It will help us to well, speed up right, the process we uh, still maintain the good quality. So that's one. The second part is that it will help us to speed up the global marketing. And, and uh, uh, well, basically, just like you mentioned earlier, why not marketing? Why, 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 why keep so low profile? So that's, uh, that the investment part is also a key to that. With uh, more resources um, and we, more monies, we can do, uh, do it in the global space with a, uh, very aggressive uh, way, you know? The, my feeling is uh, I, I, I talk to a lot of crypto funds 
and investment funds. So the reason talk to them is not just uh, getting money from them. It's, uh, it's about making friends with them. Because they are helping us to connect to different corner of the world partners, right? So with uh, this uh, first round closed, it, it's actually in, enable us to talk to them uh, with a better position. So that's why in June, you can see more and more interesting campaign happening. If other people want to invest, you don't have a, your own coin right now. Uh, you can accrue points by using the app. Is is there going to be a way for other people to invest or is that not possible? Well, basically for the public uh, blockchain version uh, of this project, uh, it, it, it will be the token, right? So uh, we are actually... Uh, going to issue the token uh, very soon. So that's the way to invest. So currently, you know, we are in the first round. Then we are open up this private round to, to more people and more crypto funds. So yeah, we will do it step by step. But for every step, people can participate. Uh, well, just like do the token exchange or whatever, or making the contribution to earn the tokens. Yeah. Nice. Exciting times. Exciting times. Okay. Uh, any Anything else you want to mention before we go? Right. How people can follow you or contact you or any other any other information? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you can, people can follow me at my Twitter, Brian Shing. And also our project is uh, uh, Optic, Optic Project, uh, the, the full name in, in Twitter. So we okay. also have our medium uh, published channel and uh, also Telegram group. Uh, the most important part I want to mention here is uh, because we want to speed up. As you can see, uh, we have a lot of things in mind. Actually, it's, it's well designed, well planned in past three to four years. We really want to speed it up. So that's why we want to uh, talk to different people in different community, different countries. That's the way to grow up the community in the very fast pass. So yeah, please join us. I, I'm pretty open to any people who want to uh, work with us. And uh, you know, this is a community project. We want, we want the community have the voice on that and uh, move together uh, with, and also enjoy the token benefits from that. Nice. So I'll put links for all, all of the, the contacts you mentioned in the show notes. And I sure. wanted to say before we end, uh, thank you very much for your time, Brian. I've learned a lot of things and uh, it's a really exciting project. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Yeah, take care. Have a good night.